All right, welcome back. Episode 10. Sam, Manassas, Virginia. Christmas Sam. time. Christmas. How are we feeling? Uh, feeling great. It's a great Christmas episode. It's good to see you in person. Doing this live. You've lost a lot of weight in your neck region. I was worried about you there for a while when you are living on the streets. Yeah, well, all my money has gone towards my uh, housing now. Yeah, yeah. So I think you, it's overrated. So, yeah. That's, you can that's do good. podcasts and things in bathrooms, public spaces. That's true. It's very easy, except it's very cold. Yeah, uh, it is cold. I am glad that you got housing. I am uh, also glad that you look more presentable than you used to. It's possible. I probably smell better, too. You do. I, I'd say maybe in the future we could even try to do this on camera. Oh, video. If, if you progress physically the way that I'm, the, the trajectory that we've seen. You know, I presented this podcast, people. I presented this, and Sam said, no, absolutely not. We yeah. can do this uh, in person. And typically, that's my response to you, because you have been the one, typically, to not be presentable. This is weird. We, should we talk about Valencia? Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> it's on. So, congratulations. Shake my hand. Episode 10. Oh, wow. Tim, it's been, uh, it's what a... Thank you to all the listeners out there. Uh, and I want to say thank you to whoever's in Shaw, Washington. Mm -hmm. We have a listener yep. in uh, India. We have one in Helsinki. Yes. So hello, everyone. And if you're in Shaw, Washington, hey, get on the pod. Come say hello. You can, Come say hello. We can see you out there. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. Uh, but let's let's get into it. What do we want to do here? Uh, I think we should do three things today, Tim. Uh, the third should be, because this is our last pod of the year yeah. and our 10th episode, yeah. we should talk about the 10 things from 2019 Valencia football that we are most grateful for. I'm excited for this. Yeah, right. I, I think that I think we should end the episode with that. Okay. Uh, and we'll riff on that. Before that, we should briefly touch on the Valladolid and Real Madrid match. And then we should, I think, mm. in between, we should rehash some of the debates some of our, our listeners on Twitter brought up about the Ajax match was less important than the Barcelona match. Yeah. I think yeah, there was an the overwhelming, <laughs> overwhelming sense uh, just me. that – Well, I, you know, I, so and here's the thing. I have an argument too. one other person on Twitter. I, I you have, know, I voted. That was my vote. <laughs> <laughs> so I they think there's know. an interesting argument that we should present. Because I think perhaps uh, – you know, I think perhaps our listeners and, and the Twitter followers – um, we're a little too one-sided, a little too dogmatic. I think so. Game. And I think it's also how you present this question too. Is yeah, it, is that's the true. greatest moment, most impactful. So I think we should, we should get Yeah, we that. should talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so first, Real Madrid, Valladolid. Real Madrid, heartbreaker. <sighs> really horrendous. When was the last time a goalie uh, actually did something when they go up in the 95th minute, except for foul one of the other I never players. disliked Courtois more in my life. Yeah. I couldn't stand his big neck and head after this. It was it's just so infuriating. And I was like, how do I feel right now? And I felt like a, a kid at prom or the date didn't show up. That's yeah. how I felt. It was disappointing, it was, heartbroken. Which has happened to you multiple times in high school. That's tough. That's uh, when I got, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. I felt, well, Tim, this is, that's why you feel this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think the, the guy was also very tall and handsome who took your date. So it makes sense uh, that Courtois and I think it was Philippe uh, was yeah. the guy in high school. I, I throw darts at both of them. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but I think brutal. it was an encouraging match. A really encouraging match. I thought... This was one that I, you know, one reason why I think we wanted to have a podcast dedicated the previous week just to the Ajax match and Champions League was because there was a sort of, you know, thematic, uh, you know, there, there was a, there was certain parameters that we wanted to, to fit that podcast in, but also yeah. the team was so exhausted. Who knew what was going to happen in that Real Madrid? And Real Madrid has been 
on really? the up. On an unbelievable tear. They were in a they were actually in probably their best form of the season. Yeah. We were we were in our best form. We were certainly tired. So who who knows what could have happened there? Yeah. Um, and we were the better team. We Real were the Madrid better team. Was lucky to get that. This wasn't us. a match of where wow, we really one nil would have been an amazing result. No, yeah. we deserved this result. Yeah, we uh, deserved great counterattack goal from Solaire. Yeah, it was a really uh, it was a good game. We really I, even in the first half, I think people suggested that the first half was Real Madrid, second half was Valencia. The first half. Real Madrid still didn't really get any chances. We played no, they pretty they well in the options. first half. I thought there was a lot of uh, good play from Valencia in the first half. So, so yeah, tough results and a very different match than the by the lead match uh, this week. Very different match. But it's good to get a point. And it is I think a point. it's always good to get a point against Real Madrid. You never bet against them. Yeah. Um, and it'd be good for the uh, Supercopa. Uh, That's true. A, a little bit of a uh, maybe a precedent there. But yeah, Valladolid. Actually, didn't see this game. I was traveling. Yeah. But when you tweeted that the wind was the best player of the match, I thought this had to have been a sloppy. This was uh, really game. a really disgusting game. Uh, neither team could really get uh, much flow. It was, you know, by the lead probably had I mean, had more chances, but it always seemed as if Valencia had more quality. So if the yeah. chances come to Valencia, they would make more with them. Um, I I have to say I, I kind of question, you know, the first half. Salade started uh, Sobrino um, yeah. alongside Rodrigo. Sobrino just doesn't have the – he had a lot of uh, energy, but he didn't quite have the precision that you would want in a match like this. And I actually thought Vallejo, who came on, might have done well starting. He played really well. He's a crafty player. He's yeah. a limited player, but he's yeah. a very crafty player. You no, know, I never really I, – I don't quite get Sobrino yet. Yeah. He's still out on him. For yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm not really, really sure what he is yet. Uh, Vallejo's different though. He's, yeah, Vallejo's got got some. Uh, yeah, he could he could be a really he could be a, a strong player, and he's he's clever. And not, I mean that goal is good. He also nearly got a goal against Real Madrid, except that Courtois made a fantastic save, Courtois, God. Um, yeah. which was also in extra time. Like right, we were about to go up two nil. Yeah. Um, so I I'm, I was impressed with Vallejo. I was a little I thought it was a little odd that Sabrino started and played as much as he did. Also, Salades. You know, the first half you saw the by the lead coach, he was, you know, he was barking off direction the entire time. Celades, who we love, and we talk about it each week how much we love him yeah. and how grateful we yeah. are for him, but he looked so cold that he couldn't actually do anything. He was just bundled up and he, he looked like a child who is like at his older brother's soccer match, who is just like waiting for the game to end. I mean, he really looked uncomfortable. In the second match, I think they got him like another layer or something yeah. and he looked yeah. a little warmer. You know, with Celades, I've been listening to all those interviews and he's great speaker yeah uh, he, he's done everything well and so many different regards but his like personal life style and grooming he, he hasn't quite gotten that figured yeah out. that that's uh, true i mean as a grown man you should know what temperature it is and, and figure out what, um, what sort of coat you i don't think he was giving any directions i don't think he, he he's have too, thought cold about it. To he's coach. too cold to coach that's too cold to coach uh, uh, <laughs> i think it's a little disappointing i think the game um as you mentioned was uh it could have been it was a crap shoot could have been gone either way yeah. but they were really looking for a result. They were not in a good position. Uh, I don't think they've beaten us in nine games. I think yeah. 2003 or something was a stat. So it would have been good to get a three points from that. Because you know, now we're still, what, six points from – is that right? Six points from – Yeah, we're six points from, from – uh, So from, that would have been tied uh, for fifth or so there. So it would have been nice. 
It would have been nice. You know, fun anecdote, Tim, is that the first time I ever watched a match with Mastaya was in 2007 when Valencia was playing by Adolid. And oh, they were, I didn't know uh, they won from a last minute goal against this young upstart named David Silva. David Who Silva. came in as a substitute at the age of 21 and got the winning ball. You know what this means is you're old. I'm old. Yeah, I'm old. You're old. Um, I'm, David Silva I'm older than David Silva. was an upstart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older than David Silva. Um, yeah, that's always surprising. I, you know, I always feel uh, Danny Parejo is like 55 years old. I know. Giving his wisdom on the I know. field. And he's younger than me. He's younger than me. Uh, I know. I'm not, I'm we're aging ourselves. Um, uh, okay, so second theme. Ajax... Ajax Copa. Yeah, Why do you think the Champions League victory over Ajax was bigger than the Valencia win over Barcelona? Uh, Del Rey? This is, I feel this is the, uh, now listen, this is, this debate is not which was a better individual Absolutely. performance. Absolutely. Which was more of a thrilling game for me, right. which is symbolically greater for Valencia, which has more impact which is a bigger milestone. And for mm-hmm. me, winning at Ajax was a very, very difficult game. And I think it was a great performance. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a different type of great performance, but it, game, was, but it a was a great result. It said a lot about where we were and, and what, why we like Valencia so much. Yeah. For me, getting into the knockout stage is just a greater sort of milestone and trend I would like to be on than to win the Copa del Rey. Sorry, I'm saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll take a different position. I think that I will concede that the Copa del Rey, as someone who actually thinks the Ajax match, there's a good argument that it's bigger. I, I think that the Copa del Rey perhaps is more symbolically important because it's been so long since Valencia hasn't had a trophy. But yes. the way in which Valencia won this game, the conditions, yeah. uh, I, I think make it bigger because you know going into that, that Valencia-Barcelona match, Valencia was in peak form they think they, they looked they looked as if they could beat any team in the world yeah um and we were fully healthy and we went into that match and we played flawlessly we played perfect match against a really good barcelona team that was desperate for some good and news they were not in great form they that's weren't a in great little form. bit that's of true. Uh, that's my, true. and someone said this on twitter and they said it for me i think well, barcelona they just they were sort of gasping for this this game. They weren't they, were, the, they weren't in their top. But form they Barcelona. were also they desperate for a victory. And so yeah. I did think that you know I mean you saw some real moments of class from Barcelona in that match. But I mean Danny Parejo was really like one of you know perhaps I couldn't think of a performance of Danny Parejo's that was better. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he played so so well that match. I want to watch it again. I know we should we should watch oh, it again. We should watch it again. Um, the IX one. Because it, the circumstances were unequal, right? Valencia was going into Amsterdam and had to pull out a win to be guaranteed a victory. Whereas yeah. if Ajax just tied, mm-hmm. right, that's enough for Ajax. And so, so that, that inequality, I, I think, was really interesting. Um, so, yeah, so, so I think that's one reason why I would put the Ajax win um, as above in terms of how bigger how, that, that it was a bigger match, a bigger result, because, you know, it was, it was so surprising given that we were going to Ajax, yeah. this team that was, I mean, you know, made the semis last year. And a lot of people were thinking, including myself, that this was a team that was going to win Champions League last year. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, this I a think really good team. This is a they, really good they team. They came to our, to Mastai, to and, our house, and spanked us. And spanked us. And we had yeah. to find a result. I just think it was incredible. Um, yeah. Given 
where we were and, and what we needed. To given that our injuries, yeah. given that we didn't have many of our top players, given that our players that were available were exhausted. So that's that's my my yeah. short take on why I think um, our, my daughter has joined us, guys. Uh, <sighs> so, Tim, should we move on to what right, we're most on. grateful for? Most grateful for. All right. Do you want to start at the top ten? I think you have the list here. Yeah. All right, let's go. Um, let's see. Number 10, consistency from our backs. Because, you know, there are teams out there in Europe. I always think of Arsenal. We always pick on Arsenal. But when you have center backs that clearly are not performing well, it's a bad situation at your club. And Valencia has not really had that problem. We've had really great, I think, defensive performances uh, from Paulista, from Garay, uh, Diacabi has come in. Um, even uh, Amangla came in the last few and had a good, uh, a good performance. So to have a team that I think can uh, stop goals and cause other teams problems and shut them down is a much better situation. You can build from that than losing games 3-1, having errors in the back. We've really had good defensive performances. Yeah, I, We do I, let in some goals here, and I think – that happens, but it's 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 not a bad situation. No, I, I agree. I think we have really classy center backs. Uh, Wasps played really admirably as right back, and then uh, we'll talk about Gaia uh, higher Gaia. up on the list. So that's nice. Um, what do we have next? Number nine. So number nine, I have we we put Guedes's resurgence in the beginning of 2019. Now, uh, you know, the last season. When it's really struggled in the beginning of the year, and then in the once the you know after the the winter transfer window, he really started performing yeah. really well with Valencia. He was getting some boos, kind of at, the, at sort of at that precipice. Yeah. Started scoring goals, getting assists, and you know Gwyneth is an incredibly important player for us. Um, and you know we've seen him struggle this year and be you know be hampered due to injuries. Hopefully, we see a similar resurgence in the spring. Well, it gives us hope for him, I think. Yeah. To see his his form, his potential. I hope he. It's not. It wasn't a, uh, in the grand scheme of thing a blip on the radar. Right. And he, he right. returns for. I don't think that's the case. But all right, number eight, Rodrigo not leaving for Atletico. Oh gosh, we would be in a very different situation. We would be in a tough spot if he had. He has been vital for us. He's been so critical for us. Uh, you know, that would have been – that non-transfer was hugely important. Yeah, very for important. Him. And that's really your defense of uh, Alemani and, and Marcelino and, and the whole game. So, right. I get Which it. Which is a good segue. Good segue. Alemani, number seven, Alemani staying classy until the day he left. Now, for those of you who don't remember, and Sam, I remind you, Alemani – I think hosted a two hour press conference, maybe even longer, answered every single question and he self-funded it. This doesn't happen. I, this, I've never heard of anything like this. He rented out in a hotel, I think, a lobby somewhere um, and took questions himself uh, for two or three hours. He answered every one of the presses and, and he just had such a, uh, a great departure. He was classy when he left. He did everything right. And I think it's it's even more heartbreaking. You'd almost see him say F you Valencia or something. Uh, rather than have that. He was so graceful. Yeah, and, he was graceful. And I and I wish him the best of luck. There's to me not a better director of football in the world 
Maybe and one day he'll Omani. come back. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll he, come he back. He just, All right, number six. Maxi Gomez getting acclimated to the team so quickly. And this was one thing I was a little worried about. I think he had a few games where he didn't make much impact. And I think of guys like Griezmann. I think of, um, of Morata. Uh, I think he's actually better than Morata. But Morata is someone – I don't think he's even gotten any goals there. So – to have Maxi come in, um, make an impact very quickly has been huge for us. Um, and I think it's only going to get better from here. Number five, Gaia becoming one of the best left backs in the world. As our left backs are wont to do. Yes. I mean, it's not really a surprise. It's really just who's next after him, given our left backs. But for Gaia, I, I don't know. For me, there's a few things here. One, he he changes games. I think he adds uh, a, another element to Valencia on a European stage, uh, not to mention his market value for the team, for us. I, I, I mean, I don't know where he'll, he'll end up, but I can see him go, you know, being sold for $100 million um, at, some, at some point this year and next year. I don't know. Um, so I, and I just love when he's playing. I love watching him. Yeah, uh, there's a few players like him. He's so silky, and he always makes the right decision. Yeah. He's so precise. He can get forward. He can defend. His one-on-one -on -one yeah. defending is, is hard to beat. Seems uh, as if he's gotten quicker this he's year. He's quicker, yeah. yeah. It, and he's always seething. Oh, he is. You know? Yeah. He's always yeah. mad and He's seething. always angry, He's yeah. not one of those happy sort of players. No, no, no. All right. Number three. Number four. Number four. Number four. Number four. Ferran's emergence. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Even maybe more excited than Gaia. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I think more people are getting more, more excited than Gaia about Ferran. Ferran, for me, is uh, he – I mean, he has an immense potential. Someone said he was one of the best right midfielders in the world. I don't know about that. But in a few years, perhaps so. I mean, he's involved in every goal, it seems. He uh, – defenders and, and other teams I know have to change their tactics around oh, yeah. him. And I think he'll probably score more goals. Um, so Ron is, has been really exciting to watch and, and someone, uh, I think we used to compare him to Kong and Lee and they really have been very different. Kong and Lee's just not quite there. Ron is, is a core of this team. He's a core of any kind of wing team that needs a winger. I think he's been very exciting. Um, and he's a good looking guy too. Ron kind of good looking him and uh, Gaia, two good-looking kids. He's yeah, he's really handsome. Uh, yeah, I think I got a crush on him. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get his jersey. Yeah, uh, after I get three of Pareos, I, I like to have three on. Exactly. Like three. All right, number three, Salada's Samson sideburns. Yes. You know, I think it's been a, it's definitely given us a lot of content to work from. It has, and I wonder if it's the key to his success. I mean, interesting. They, yeah. Let's hear this. Hey. They are unbelievably long. We, we've talked about this before, but I was looking at some photos, even with this new haircut, they really go all the way up until his jawline starts curving. They I mean, do. It's and they're pretty, thin, too. They're so He's thin. got thin hair. Who is doing your hair, Salades? Whoever the barber is, come on the pod. I think Let's he's cutting it himself. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a self-cut haircut. He's yeah, doing. yeah, yeah. But there was one game, a uh, La Liga game, and... I don't know who, which announcer it was, and they they panned us a lot as, and he goes, "Oh, great haircut." 
I love it. I love it. It's really horrendous. But, you know, Salades, in all seriousness, has been tremendously effective for yeah. Valencia. Great tactical manager, great locker room presence, and has quickly become someone who is beloved by the players yep. and is a family member. Yep. It almost seems hard to believe that he could fill that role after our Marcelina, who is so well-loved. You almost, you almost would think the players would dislike him uh, just in spite of Marcelino not being there. Um, but, it, of course, that hasn't been the case. And he's approached it uh, wonderfully. So, number two, Danny Parejo. Uh, he could, if he could be number one three times in, in, in a row, he should be. Danny Parejo is uh, the soul of the team. He's gotten better every year. I think initially... Uh, he didn't run as much now. He run, he does everything. He really does everything. Um, he's an excellent passer. All of our, our counters seem to come from those balls he plays as he splits the lines. He's sort of the spirit of Valencia. And uh, we're, really, we're really kind of blessed to have him as a player and as a core player for such a long time for us. And I think he continues. Um, he'll, he'll probably have a longer run in La Liga. He doesn't seem to be um, having any any issues in these games. Uh, I think he was just the man of the match uh, against Madrid. Um, uh, I think at uh, Valladolid, he was probably the one guy that could get the ball down. So he's just, he just class and above, uh, I think, a different level than, um, you know, many players in La Liga. All right, so number one, last one. Um, is our comebacks, the comeback kids of Valencia. And we've had, I think, three large comebacks for wins in the spring. We had big comebacks in the fall um, uh, as well. And, of course, we had um, the 4-1 comeback against Lille. We had a 4-2 um, comeback against Levante. We have, there's one more I'm missing. There's two or three others that I'm missing. But I think it speaks, one, it speaks to the trend of Valencia this season coming back, second half uh, performances. Um, so I think that the theme has been our spirit, our hard work. I think Saladas has said that over and over again. The team has said that. And it makes for exciting games. I think there's no game right now um, where we think, you know, we don't have a chance. And that is a fun team to support. Other teams, and I, I've watched several other teams. I think Tottenham, uh, I'm, I'm, there's Premier League parallels. Tottenham, I would say Atletico this year, where you think, you know, I don't think they have it in them to turn this game around. They don't have enough um, cohesion. They don't have the spirit. They don't have enough to turn these games around. And so these comebacks have been, have been massive, and they've been entertaining. They've been incredibly entertaining. Let's talk again about the, the comebacks in the fall. Yeah. So I talked about Levante. Yeah. I talked about Lille. I'm yeah. missing one. What's the other one? I think it's Espanol. Espanol. Um, and these are and also we have mini comebacks as well where we just didn't win. We can right. come back. We never score first. We never <laughs> score first. More and it's sort of ironic because this is also quite frustrating too. I would like to have just like a two nothing at halftime and then that would be nice. and a four nil game. That would be really nice. That'd be good. One time, Valencia, maybe twenty twenty, maybe we'll say, Oh, twenty twenty was nice because they didn't have so many close matches. They won a lot of matches three nil. Yeah. That would be nice. nice. We're just like winning nice. winning games easily against yeah. these teams. Um, but just speak to Lolly, the difficulty of Lolly. It's hard yeah. to win games like that. 
It is. It is. Um, and then in the spring, remind me of our we had, comebacks in the spring. We had Hitafe, which was the big one. Where you know, we were aggregate down 3-1. We were sporting he home. We were down in Copa del Rey. Yeah. Real Betis, we were down in Copa del Rey. Yeah. So we made huge comebacks in three of the four matches. The one, of course, not yeah. being was Barcelona. So, yeah. I mean, pretty, uh, it, you know, the Copa del Rey run was pretty miraculous. It's pretty special. And the 3-1 Hetafe uh, um, comeback, oh, maybe yeah. one of the finest moments of – Yeah. Of our, of I mean, our seven minutes. Seven minutes. We we need three goals, and what do we do? We score three goals. Bueno, bueno, bueno. That announcing too. I, yeah. I watched it over and over again. This is incredible. Uh, and replica Miliata is just yeah. that. We should rename our podcast. Though. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. Special. That's good. Maybe a spinoff. Maybe a classic spinoff. A little podcast. spinoff. Just Parejo yeah. counterattack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Podcast. <laughs> Exactly. All right, so that's and it. and Tim, I'll say it's on this list, but I'm grateful for engaging with you on this podcast. Oh, wow. it's always great, to, especially to see you in person and be reminded that I should really feel grateful for my physical physique <laughs> um, and my my health. Your health, yep, yeah, because I look at you and I, I I worry about you, Tim. Yeah, well, I don't share the same sentiment about this podcast. <laughs> I've been looking for a co-host for some time since episode <laughs> three, actually. And I can't find anyone who's willing to come on yeah. and do this with movie class. It's so weird. I am, I, I guess, I'm maybe grateful it's for your, your desperation. It's because maybe you're sent. They don't want to be close to you. Yeah, there's certainly yeah. people in New York don't want to do it with me in person. Yeah. So that's off the table. So I appreciate you putting up with me. Oh, right? of and course. for being as desperate as you are to <sighs> talk word, about Valencia. Yeah, I am. That's true. I am desperate. Uh, desperate fanatic. Um, okay, well, look forward to 2020. We have a lot of exciting things. 2020. Uh, we might be having something on the youth system coming up perhaps next week. Youth system, we should talk about, I'm sure, transfer rumors. Yeah, transfer, transfer rumors, we should coming. get right into uh, that. We're going to go right into Supercopa. The oh, team wow. leaves for um, Jadad, Jadad uh, in like, not, I don't know, a few weeks. And, uh, Is that oh, in Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia. And um, no, cut, no. Cut I thought it was playing, I thought they were playing in Saudi Arabia. I have to cut this. I yeah. thought they were doing it as a pre- – oh, they're playing Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. I don't know why. That's why it's confusing to me. Yeah. But what's cool about that is uh, they're bringing everyone from – despite injuries. So, yeah. Redes is coming. Yeah. They're all going because they're all uh, part of the team that won. Um, yeah. The flip side is that everyone will be on poor sleep. So, that's good. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> they're giving them an afternoon on New Year's so they can be with friends and family slash uh, go to the club. So, yeah. the team is uh, – yeah, Solanas yeah. gets it. Bolsaria will be packed They'll in be packed. Uh, Barrio del Carmen tonight. <laughs> uh, yes. That's right. Um, right. So, a lot of stuff coming. And we're thankful for you, uh, listeners, and keep tweeting at us, keep listening, keep sending us uh, suggestions. Um, yeah, we want to hear from you. I want to hear you make fun of Sam. I yeah. want to hear you make fun of my silly takes on Champions League versus Copa del Rey. Yeah. I want to hear about, of course, more Danny Parejo lore and legend. Right. I want right. to hear more, all of that. As well as any insight into who is cutting Salatis' hair. We would love Any that. insight. If you yeah. know anyone. Whispers, conjectures, we'll take them all. We'll take everything. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Feliz Navidad. And that's, that's it. Episode 11. Goodbye.